Blog Talk Radio. I like you, do you like me too? Check it, check it out. Your mama told me that these days like this, pulling in and out of love, ever since my first kiss. High skies for guys, overalls with the straps hanging, her bike is shorts with the fanny pack swinging. That was the style when we first started while and playing hide and go seek, just to creep while we hide. Catch a girl, get a girl, don't stop, get a girl. If I could touch a butter, was the man in my little world. The ignorance had us happy like a value meal, playground dates and gotta worry about a bill. Passing notes through the class, getting caught, they laughed. Yes, yes, yes. We're here. We're on time. Things are cooking up. This is your MC Elixir. Welcome to Check Yes, Check No, the podcast. Uh, Q, what up? Hold on, Q. I know you're there. Unless you're on some kind of mute situation or something. All right, well, whatever. Any which way, I have co-host Q with me right now. She's here. I I just don't know exactly where she's at. But, yeah, well, this is a, our weekly podcast, Check Yes, Check No. We are uh, a podcast based upon um, a bunch of real people just talking about real relationship scenarios. Um, so, yeah, we're going we're going to... We're going to get into pretty much a, a decisive, decisive conversation tonight. Hopefully, no one gets suspended. Um, but as you can see, with what's going on with Nick Cannon and, and, and Deshaun Jackson and, and many others, like once you start talking about politics and, and religion and, and belief, it uh, it causes a great divide. Uh, I'm. Hopefully, I don't offend anyone this evening, but based upon uh, recent history, it's very possible. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna get into some things. But first, I'm gonna let everyone get into the room. I'm gonna let people start filling in the room. But uh, <clears throat> man, there's just so much going on in the world right now. It's it's kind of like I feel compelled to to speak about this Nick Cannon issue simply because it's it's front and center. Like you know, he recently was fired from Viacom, um, and although this doesn't pertain to relationships specifically, I think I posted a status. It's it's funny to me how famous people like being famous is like enough for people. You know, like. Being famous, you know, uh, it, it feels good. You know, people seem to respect you. They seem, they seem to love you. But at the end of the day, if you do not have ownership over your situation, 
you're at the mercy of you're at the mercy of someone else. You're at the mercy of a lot of other people. And unfortunately, Nick found out the, the hard way. And it, it's kind of like, it's kind of sad because I don't even think that he was trying to go there. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's fired now. I don't know. Hopefully somebody else pick him up. But it's not going to be an easy situation to deal with. Um, what up, cuz? Yeah, I'm not I'm not on IG yet, just only because I didn't I didn't log in yet. But I'm I'm heading there in a in a second here. Um, I was actually waiting for Q because I know she's on the line, but I don't hear anything. Um, all right, bam. So I'm on Facebook. Let me. I don't know if I. Hold on. Turn that back around for y'all. All right. So yeah, yes. Yeah, so. We're gonna get into some. Uh, we're gonna get into some conversation in a minute here, but today's topic on a, on check yes check on the podcast is let me read it to you. How does your partner's belief and politics play a role in your relationship? Um, in this politically divisive climate, you know where you have Trump versus Biden versus Kanye. Um, we want to know how does your partner's political choices play a role in your relationship? Is it something you discuss? Is it necessary to have the same ideology and political affiliations as your partner? Um, are you voting like are you voting with your heart or are you voting with your purse? Are you voting with both? You know. Um, also, can we respectively different God or God? You're chopping up. You're uh, and you're Catholic. Can we can we be together or? And you're not convert. Um, yeah, can we still exist? I mean, I know the answers to some of it technically, but uh, people make. So if you have experience, if you have any experience with any of the, any of that, you know, just call in. Let us know. Chime in. But let's say. What up? Yeah, you're chopping up. I uh, for some reason you're coming in and out. It's only for some though. It's only for some. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but but yeah, I understand. I just got to roll with it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So so that's the topic. We just want to know: Do you need to have the same beliefs in your to to be um, in a relationship? You know, like, can you can you still manage to have a prosperous relationship? So we'll get into that in a little bit, but let's say what up to Q. Q, what up? What's going on? All right. Not a thing, not a thing. Um, first of all, I do owe August an apology. Oh, oh, you're going to apologize already? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh we're starting off with a Q apology. Yes. All right, all right. So you owe... Uh, I didn't... Hold up, hold up. I Just so everyone's, uh, oh. everyone's clear. Let's make everyone clear first. Q is apologizing to August Alcina. And for why, why, what's the reason, Q? Because I didn't think that Jada could possibly be that predatory and sleep with him. I'm telling you, Q. Women, Q. Women are, uh, women are dangerous. Y- y'all, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I can't hear you. Man, we're just dumb. You women are calculated and dangerous, man. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. Take that, you. You do all. Yeah, I. Apology. That man was hurt. I tried to explain it to you. I think a couple of us tried to explain to you. He was hurt. He was um. Hello? Sounds like we're having some technical difficulties. You can't Hello? hear me? Yes? Uh, I'm just starting to. Oh, okay. Yeah, you must have a dead is. spot wherever you are. Yeah, it's only... It's, I have a dead spot on... Um, Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get Q to update us. Um, yeah, I don't know what that dead spot is, Q. But let me try off my speaker. Uh, we gotta see if people can still hear. Hey, hey, K Smooth, let me know um, when Q speaks. Can you hear her? Q, we want to know. Uh, we need an update on your dog walking situation. <laughs> We've been speaking every day. Uh-huh. All right, so you've been speaking every day. All right, all right, that's good. That's good, that's good, all right. Uh, uh, you know, Casey Moon, can you, can you hear her? I don't know if you can hear her or not. Um, what? Yeah, what up, H-Book? Um, <laughs> you got me laughing already, too. Um, have you seen What I do? No, no. Have you seen him? Very briefly, he's ha- he has to hire two people under him, so he doesn't work till ten o'clock at night where he's working, because he's still okay. in the office right now. Um, okay. So yeah, he's got to hire some people before he can actually have a life again. All right, all right. So just a quickie. All right, that's cool. Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but not it's it's not just it's not just me, Q. I mean, K K Smooth wanted to know if he was he was the one that asked the question. I was going to let you slide. He said we let you slide last week, so uh, so yeah, it's not it's not my fault. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Let me um uh, let me let me bring in some of my people here. Hold on. Um, uh, seven one five. We got you. What up? What up? How are you hey. Doing hey, what's going on? It's new. <laughs> no. Hey, no. new. Q, did you hear that Q has um? You ever hear about Q's been speaking to her 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 new boo every day? Wait, they're speaking every day now. Yeah, they're every day now. Stop. So is it getting serious? Is it like what's going on? <laughs> it's well, I mean, it's not getting serious. We're just speaking. What are you speaking about? Like the day, like life, relationship, like what are the conversations about? Everything. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh. Um. 
Yeah, so um, see, right there was girl talk. If, uh, uh, FYI, that's why I started giggling. That was a hundred percent girl talk. <laughs> okay, all right. Girl talk. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, at least we know what you speak about. I, I do want to know more details, but I'm gonna let you fly, Q, because I really can't get the information I want until this uh, pandemic is over. Because you know, what information do you want? I, I, I kind of, I, I'm, I'm not gonna get it. I'm not ready to get into it. I'm not ready to get into it yet. But if you want me to, I, you know, I can. But I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to get into it yet. Um, what am I saying? Uh, oh, so new, new isn't is not familiar with what happened in Nick Cannon. Um, no. Um. Well, Nick Cannon happened in Nick Cannon. Let's be honest. Because he I mean, knew what yeah. he was saying was going to get him in trouble before he even said it. That's why he said he didn't really want to get into it, and then he got into it. And then what got out what of it? What did he say, though? See, I, I've been in a box for the past week, or, or a bubble, rather. I've been in a bubble for the past week. I haven't been paying attention to anything. So I'm kind of lost on the last week of pop yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah. So, Q, you, you, uh, give her your take, because you seem to have an interesting take on it already. Well, my, my take on it is what really got him in trouble is talking about how people with less melanin um, are not as advanced, so they're savages. I oh, think that's okay. the part I, that got him in trouble. I saw I saw someone someone on my feed did post about it, but I didn't read the article, and I just kind of skimmed it. I was like, whatever. Okay. But I didn't care to read it. It was an anti-Semitic um, uh, uh, comment, I guess you would say that. And, gotcha. Uh, okay. About about, um, about Jews, about Jewish people. Uh, or I don't think that's what got him in trouble. I think the second part got him in trouble, honestly. Um, what, just what, using what that as an excuse. What do you What do you mean by the second part? So what he when he said that black people were the original Jews, which is not uh, something that's not uncommon. It's not like we've never heard that before. It's the part where he says, you know, the part that I just quoted. He, I think that's what got him in trouble. Uh, well, yeah. Well, to me, it's it's it's, it's all of it. Uh, a lot of a lot of it. I, I think I don't know if you all remember, but last week we spoke a little bit about Deshaun Jackson, the football player, and the comments that he had made. And um, yeah, and this conversation was this conversation came about because of that conversation. And they had Professor Grip on. He was it was on his radio show. He had a radio show, and he was interviewing someone who who had basically been blackballed for for having comments uh, in regard uh, negative comments in, re, in regards to Jewish people uh, or persons of the Jewish faith, and so they got into this whole conversation. And Nick, you know, Nick said some things that that could be viewed as offensive to to persons of the Jewish faith. And therefore, he was then fired from Viacom, all of Viacom, which is which is ninety five percent of what he does. Yeah, that's everything. That's everything except Fox, and uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Fox yet. 
But um, so he was fired because of the comments that he made. Um, whether people find it to be true or, 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 or not true, it was offensive to some, and so he was let go. And in this day and, and in this day and time, you know, saying things that are divisive, you know, could potentially really mess you up. Yeah. Really mess you. Up. Which is why today's episode of Check Yes, Check No may or may not be our last. I don't know. We may get pulled too, because we're definitely we're definitely <laughs> going to talk. About, we're going to talk about some politics. We're going to speak about religion, um, and the part that it plays, and the part that it plays in our relationships. Um, yeah, yeah. Chase was saying it's like, so Nick Cannon got fired, and like Diddy offered to pick him up you know, and put him on his network. But at the same time, uh, the the problem lies there is that Nick didn't own anything. Like the show yep. that he worked on, even his Wild and Out show, like it's not his show. It's a show he presented. He'll be like an executive producer, but Viacom most likely owns it. Yep. You just, right. You can't, just, you can't just pick up and take all your stuff over to the next, not like, he lost, he lost a lot, you know, um, but like, again, like, these are the times where if you say something divisive or offensive, you know, if someone has it on camera, someone has it on video, you could be, you know, out of here, you can get canceled, as everyone's calling it, yeah. so, um, so yeah, this is our cancel show, this is our cancel show right here, we, uh, this is where we get stuff. <laughs> This is where we get in trouble. Um, this is where we get flagged. <laughs> yeah, this is where we get flagged. So, we we the question that we're posing on check yes check no this week once again you can call us in at five one five six zero five nine eight four nine. All you got to do is just call in anonymously if you want five one five six zero five nine eight four nine. Instagram, shout out to all my people on Instagram. I'll send I'll the up there in a minute. I just was a little too tight, late to type in. But we want to know this. How does your partner's beliefs and, like, your religious beliefs or their political views play a role in your relationship? That's what we want to know. That's what we want to discuss on uh, this episode of Check Yes, Check No. Which is interesting oh. because what I try is three things I try not to talk about because people believe right. what they believe. It's religion, right. politics, and sports teams. <laughs> <laughs> Those three I try to stay away from unless I am, you know, potentially seeing someone. But I try not to get into political debates on Facebook. I try not to do any of that because a lot of times, no matter what you say, you're not going to sway the other person to your side. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um. That. I mean, that's true. If people, are, those are things that people very like believe in. Like, you know, they're strong. Like, it's the foundation of who they are. So when you question it or you put it into question, then yeah, there's there's a problem. Um, but unlike you, I do question. I do. I do talk about it. I just. I just don't do so on video like we're doing now. Uh, You're on video. But, I'm not. <laughs> but um, or, or we have a recording of you, so it don't matter. But um, <laughs> but yeah. 
But yeah, it's um. Hold on, I'm typing into typing into Instagram right now. But yeah, we want to know what you think about you know, or what 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 are the effects of uh, having different beliefs in your relationship? What impact that has that had on you in the past or or currently? Um, hold on, Q. Do you have yeah. any experience with that? Really, I'm asking you only because I'm stalling before I get into it. I'm <laughs> typing on Instagram. But uh, Q or New, do you have any experience? For some reason, I have a penchant of getting into relationships with men who end up being on the opposite side politically. Oh, Okay. Of course, since it's not something I, you know, try to talk about often, um, I usually don't find out until there's some investment there. But, and they've also been cheaters. So that says a lot about that party. (laughs) Hold on, you're related? They're cheating? So they're... Politics or to them being or? selfish, yes. To them being selfish, yes. What? Yeah. What? Shoot, uh, yeah. you never cease to amaze me. Please elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> well, typically, when people vote with their purse, they tend to vote for a certain political party. That political party is not a political party that I am part of. People assume. I'm going to assume. Why can't we call it? Uh, why can't we call it as it is? I let people assume. I let people assume. It's okay. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, so these these are right, so the people you are referring to. Vote kind of where their where their wallet. they vote with their wallet, and because of that, you you end up on the opposite side of the aisle from them, right? Is that what you're saying? That's that's correct. And you have a problem with them voting with their wallet? I have an issue with the rest of the beliefs surrounding that other party, policing a woman's body. You know stuff like that. You can't argue against uh, against big government, but yet have the government control more people. That's that's the complete opposite of of your political stance. Okay, all right. So, so apparently you're not in a relationship with these people from the past. Did you think that played a role in in you not being together? Or as you said, was it was it strictly the cheating or the selfishness? Um, I think it all it, it it's all together. I honestly think that whenever something doesn't work out, there's a big overall recipe that created the disaster, and it's never just one thing. What? So all right, yeah. So this this and so I know that this is going to be divisive, right? So when we're discussing politics, I'll go out and say it. We're mainly we're mainly referring to to Democrats and uh, Republicans. Um. So, but 
I guess I'm wondering, hold on, one of these comments said something that was secure. Yeah, well, he brought up the point of what we're speaking about. Should you even get together if you're not on the same page? Like, how early in a relationship are you supposed to discuss the politics? Like, you know, and, and, and religion, like, how early? That's a good question. I mean, I don't have the answer to that. I really don't. There's certain do things that takes timing. Huh? When do you do it? When do you do it? When do you, have you done Usually, it Usually, honestly, oh, my goodness, I'm actually getting messages from Donald Trump right now, which is really funny. Um, so I'm going to it up. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually tried to unsubscribe from his stuff and it wouldn't let me. <laughs> Why were you subscribed to it in the first place? Yeah, because you, you always got to know what the other party's doing. You always got to know what the other party's doing. I just watched okay. Fox for that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so oh no, they don't tell you half the stuff that they send an email. All right. So you're uh. So you have a uh, Republican tendencies. I got you. Um, uh, so, so, so my girl on here, she's saying that she says she discussed everything right away from religion to politics to whatever, from, from the gate. I think you said something like that before too, as well, but, um, you know, like discussing money and, and all of that. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess to me, Q, I know you're dating someone new. Have you bought these comments about yet? Not yet. Oh, not yet. All right, so he's not really in there yet. Damn, just when we thought he was in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I, I, I'm probably a little different in the way that I don't, um, I don't really discuss. I haven't discussed politics. Um, in my previous relationship, I don't even know if I discussed it in my current relationship. But really, I mean, in my marriage, but I don't. Um, I've been so fluid in, in in my politics, and I will be honest that I spent a number of years not even participating. I just participate willy-nilly. Like, if there's happened to be someone that, that says something that catches my attention, um, then, you know, maybe they can earn my vote. Other than that, there's been times that I didn't vote at all. Um, I'm just, just being honest. Um, as far as, as far as dating people, I, I don't – I don't even think I ever got to a point where I cared about their their political views or if they agree with me politically or not. Maybe I just wasn't mature enough or something. Yeah, well, apparently I'm still not mature enough because yeah, I just don't. I don't really. I don't know. I I I find that there's so much BS with everyone that it makes me hard to to say this person represents me. Or like this, this party represents me as a whole. And I, I hear some of the things you were saying, Q, about I'm going to just assume that you were referring to Republicans. Um, and I understand it, but I, I'm just wondering, like, if you if you align your views with part of what the Republicans think, does that really mean that you align with everything they think? And that's the issue with the two-party system. You, no, no one person. Well, there are people who 
adamantly just stand behind the party and believe in everything they believe in just because that's the way they're wired. Does that make sense? But, I mean, that's part of the issue with a two-party system is that there's no leeway. There's no way for you to be like, okay, well, I agree with this party on this, but this party on that, or I agree, I don't agree with either party, or I agree with both parties. Like, it, it's that's the problem with a two-party system. You're there's no one there that truly represents everything you think. But there's so many people in the United States. You're not going to have a majority vote if you go that way. Right, right. Yeah, my my girl Nah. She just said that uh, she's a she's a Democratic with a Republican views. If that makes sense. Um, yep. But that. To me, that that does make sense, and I don't know. But and then I'm thinking, like, you know, independence. Like, you know, I know you're saying it's a two party system, and that's because many people disregard the independent vote. Although it's it's you know they're trying to pick up steam there with the independents and and these new political parties that are coming about, like the subsects of everyone. But but when you're when you I guess when you're thinking about your your relationship or you're dating people, like how how deep, like, all right, Na also said, like, she's talking about it right away. She's 42, has no time to waste. But, like, how deep do you get into it? And how much do you need them to, to agree with you? Like, I don't, I, like, I'm not single. I'm not single, but I, I really just want some ass. And you just telling me about, you know, you got me discussing whether or not I'm, it's all contingent on whether I'm going to vote for Biden or Trump that day. Like, I'm going to just answer you correctly. I'm just, you know, I'm just being honest here. Um, but, yeah, I just want to know how deep are you getting? New, has this ever come up for you? I know, Well, I know you have. Uh, now, I'm thinking. Well, not with my marriage because I I, I just feel like all of – we just grew up together, so all of our, like, our, our beliefs are, have always been in line um, or else we wouldn't have been friends for so long before we got married. Um, uh-huh. But – I, I it, this actually makes me think of one of my early like relationships. I was like in nine, when I was nineteen years old. I didn't realize the guy I was with was as religious as he was. And um, when he, and it, it was really funny when we first started dating. He just told me he was a Seventh Day Adventist, and he told me I'm a Seventh Day Adventist. I'm like, oh, okay, you didn't really know what that was, but you know, we were hanging out, and you know, we we're being intimate, we we're having sex and stuff like that. And then one day he decided to cut sex out, and I'm like what's happened? And he was like, yeah, he's like, I want to go back more towards my relationship, blah, blah. Long story short, it didn't work out. Um, I need sex in my relationships. Um, and uh, I've come to find out, he, <laughs> come to find out he cheated on me. And he, he believed that because he cheated on me because he was not being um, as, he wasn't following the faith as closely as he could. So that's why he decided that, and we were together for about like I think like eight months after he put the like block on the set, and he never told me until after we broke up because I was like I just don't understand why that happened. I was like because that kind of like ruined us in a way for me in my perspective because I was like this isn't fulfilling to me. There's no reason for me to be in this relationship. But he cheated on me, and he and it was because he strayed away from his faith. That was his excuse, and now he wants to be more. Um, into his face, therefore he can uh, apply that to all aspects of his life. And I was like, "Yeah, cool, dude, but do it with, do it with someone else." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I was thinking about that, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like that kind of." 
And when he started getting really religious during that eight-month period is when I stopped wanting to be around him as much because everything was like, okay, do you want to go out? No, I have a Bible study. You want to come to my Bible study instead? I'm like, it's Friday night. Like, I don't know what we're doing. I was like 18 or 19 years old. I have my sister's ID. And so I was 21 technically when using my sister's ID. So I was able to get into the club. So I was like, dude, like, I, I can't do this. I'm like, I'm still young. I want to have fun. Like, you do you. I'll do me. Yeah. But it's funny. I, yeah. I still talk to him, like, every once in a while still, right, like, uh, uh, like as an adult. He actually came to my reception when after I got married, and he's still 100% religious. He said that that him cheating on me changed his life. And I'm like, well, good for you. Like, I'm glad wow. that happened. I'm like, I'm yeah, I'm glad we didn't get as serious. But, yeah. So it, it would I couldn't live in that type of way, and because he got super religious, like super super religious, like no holding hands or kissing type of religious. I'm like, what is this? Um, but I think about that, and I think about how that doesn't align with me because I'm more of a free spirit, I would think. Um, but yeah, I, I I do think that if there's some extremes, those with a relationship, those probably wouldn't work out. There has to be like a middle ground. Um, politics right. wise. Politics. Everyone yeah. always asks me what my husband's politics are because he's an officer, and they're like, "Oh, he must be, um, he must be uh, a Republican and stuff like that. Like, what, like he must be a Trump supporter because he's in the army." And I'm like, "No, I'm like that's not the case at all." But um, we don't even have like he, he's my husband has an undergrad in poli sci, so we don't talk about politics because he's way more uh, informed than I am. Because he follows right. a lot closer, so we just don't talk about politics. And he's even told me I don't want to have a conversation with you about politics because I know so much more than uh, than you do. And I and I agree. He 100% knows a lot more than I do. He knows like all the senators and all the states. Like he knows all the random stuff that most people don't know because of his passion of politics. But um, right. so we don't talk about it. But I know he's he he's a libertarian and he follows like in the middle. He just registered to um, vote for the first time since 2001 in Texas because he's um, officially a Texas wow. um, resident. So because he said he, he has to vote this year, he was like, "There's no way he's not." Wow. See, that's what. See, yo, I gotta have a beer with this guy. I don't drink beer, but I gotta have a beer with him. I gotta have a beer with him. Um, because he because he gets it. Um, shout out to my man 609. 609, you're live on the line with us. Um, I know there's something you wanted to say on the, on on this topic real quick. What up, Yo, what's going on, Lix? It's no, like no, a delay, no. so it's throwing me off. What you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. So, so I, I seen on Facebook that you, 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 you had to say something on this topic. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're the live on the air with it. All right, all right. Here I go. So, when dating, there's three main things you have to get out of the way immediately. Finances. Does she have good credit? Is she broke? Sex? Are you compatible sexually? And politics. And the reason politics is because um, if candidates are cool, whether they're Republican, Libertarian, Democrat, whatever, so be it. But when one of the candidates is Trump and he's like a morally defunct person and the person you're trying to date is fine with that, then I'm, I'm, I can't date you. I just can't do it. That's you you know, there's a complaint. There's this big complaint that people who openly support Trump that are single, they have issues finding dates. Look it up. Oh, yeah. I've, 
I turned chicks away on dating sites, like straight up said, um, do you like Trump? And I asked them right away, like, do you like Trump? And if they say yes, I said, all right, then uh, um, I don't think we'll be compatible, but good luck in your search. And I've had chicks come back to me like, oh, why do you hate him? And they try to explain to me how what he's done good and all that, like trying to convince me. I'm like, nah, uh, I, we just ain't compatible. Like, sorry, I got to keep it moving. And you it's know, just how it is right now with politics. I, got you, I got have you. a question. I mean, would 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 you date a Republican that didn't support Trump? Yes, I would, and I have, and it's not a, it's not an issue. If you don't support Trump, it's all good. But if you support Trump, I don't care what party you is. I voted Republican in the past. I'm a Democrat, but I voted Republican. But if you can like go go to bat for Trump, I'm like, what what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? But that's me. Yeah, I agree. Wow. You know the dis the disgust from um the disgust from uh people that don't like Trump is like real like it's a real thing I, I don't know if, I don't know if not if he's still on there now but um she she gave me hell she gave me hell on Facebook because I said something that was uh could be interpreted interpreted as a uh, pro Trump pro Trump um, yeah there she goes she's still on there. She said, "With Trump, I think it's a politics thing. It's more of a stupidity thing." Yeah, yeah. She um, she she tried to give me hell on uh on, on Facebook about something. I don't even know. I don't know what I said specifically, but I'm kind of um, I'm probably one of the people that other people absolutely uh hate in regards to uh, uh Trump. Like like Jay falling in now, he wouldn't date me. You know what I mean? Because I don't because. I, I, for me, this is just me personally. This is, um, I, I think I, I, I wouldn't vote for Trump at all, right? Um, so this is maybe one of the parts where I get canceled. But like, I, I have this thing where I'm pretty much objective. Like I'm, I'm fluid. You know what I'm saying? So and I'm selfish. I've, I've learned that I'm selfish. So if I find that you've done something to like benefit me. Even though I don't like you, I can still acknowledge the fact that you did something to me or or uh, care. And what would that be? That the stock market? No, no, no. It was it wasn't the stock market. It was um. I uh, one of the things I point to now. I'm not going to do now. I'm not going to go deep in it. But just like funding HBCUs, you know what I mean? Like okay. th- things like that. Like that's like it's to me that's something that's irrefutable. You know, like yeah, but except that when you can do when you do twenty other things that are the exact opposite right. of helping people of color, right? You got to balance it out. You got to say, all right, he funded HBCU, he did something uh, with change and reform for uh, prison reform. That's great. But what about right. the hundred other things he did that are going to tear, uh, like, um, uh, kill the rights for immigrants, women, the Supreme Court people that right. he nominated that are all like fully right-wing religious zealots. Like, all that's going to affect you, your children, and your grandchildren. Absolutely. Right? I mean, you got to so, look at his actions before he got into office, too. He blocked black people from being able to rent or own any of his properties. And look Absolutely. at the gerrymandering he's doing right now in Georgia. Look at the Republicans. They're gerrymandering. They're basically stifling the black vote everywhere. Like, that affects you, Lick. So, look. So, so hear me out, though. I'm not saying that the other stuff that you're mentioning, like that's all legitimate, right? Mm-hmm. But what everything you're saying 
would be ignoring the fact that I said I wouldn't vote. I'm not voting for him. You know, okay. so because he, I'm not voting, like he doesn't, like him funding HBCUs is not enough to earn my vote. But it's not, I'm not going to ignore the fact that he did it. I'm not going to ignore a prison reform. I, like, I'm not going to ignore it. It doesn't, like, and that's all I'm saying. But at many times people, many times people say, well, don't praise him for anything. And it's not really praising him. Like, it, it's, it, it's done. And so, and so, you know, I'll, I'll say that. And, you know, I don't get into the, the whole back and forth, really, because if you want to do it, like, you can do it on both sides of the aisle. You can look at, you look at, like, a lot of the Democrats have done this for you, but they've also set you back this way, you know, and it just so happens to be that, it just so happens to be that, you know, if you want to vote and you really don't like this person, then you should vote for the other person, you know what I mean? And so I do that, or many times I just bow out and I don't vote at all because my whole life, whether whether I voted or didn't vote, I still, like, I still acknowledge that this person is the president of the United States. When I was in the military and I first enlisted in the military, my my decision to enlist was not based upon who was in the the Oval Office. For some people now, that may be the decision. And if I were to join now, then maybe now that would be a, a factor. But when I went going in, my number one factor for joining the military was I'm hungry. I need to eat. You know, I need money. I need to get off of these streets. Like, I have no way to take care of myself. And that's what I'm thinking about. And so, technically speaking, that was a vote for whoever was in office. That's me saying I support and I'm willing to do whatever this person is in office says. And then that's me the whole time I'm enlisted is saying whoever's in charge, like, I'm going to carry out their – I'm carrying out my duties for them. Whether I agree or disagree, and that's it. So Would you do that I for Trump? What's that? Would you enlist and carry out your duties for? Would you follow this president into war? Oh no, no, no! And I'm happy that I don't have to worry about it. No, yeah, I wouldn't. Me too. But but if I was 18 years old, I probably wouldn't be thinking about it. But you know me. Yeah, when we were 18, we were barely talking. When we were eighteen, none of us was thinking about politics. This whole this no, whole that, thing with politics saying. and dating it just started because of this. Actually, I'll say it started because of Obama. Because when Obama got got elected, then you saw like friends that you've known for years, just like you're reading stuff on Facebook. Like, really, that's how you feel about black people? And you're like, wait a second, what is going on? And then you start seeing white supremacy and white nationalism start showing its head. While Obama was in office, and he was a good president overall, um, and then you get Trump, and it's like a slap in the face. So, somebody likes Trump, and I gotta date them. I can't do it. We could have sex, and I'll kick you out afterwards, but I am not gonna date you. <laughs> so I asked my husband um, this question about whether or not he'd follow Trump's orders, and my husband said he's like, I swore my oath to the Constitution, not to a president. And that's what he 100% believes. He's like, I swore my oath to the Constitution, so as long as it's within the Constitution, I will follow, like, whatever orders. But if it's not, uh, he's like, legally, none of the military is supposed to follow it because it's against the Constitution. The military is there to protect its Constitution, not the president. And that's where a lot of people's views are skewed that are joining the military now is that they believe their their orders are for um, the uh, for the president versus the Constitution. But when you when you give your oath, it's to the Constitution, not to the president. 
it's to the Constitution, and only Congress can declare war, technically speaking. But but when you look at how it really all works, like you know, you're still doing it for the president, whether you like it or not. Like if you're if you're um if you're <laughs> so when your husband goes to um, retire, it will be Donald Trump's signature. Well, he's not retiring this year. 18 more months. 18 more months, and it might be. Who knows? He retires in 18 months. And Donald Trump's signature will be on his retirement papers. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) stuff like that. You know? And so, whether or not he wants to acknowledge it and say he's doing this for the Constitution or not, when he retires, that signature will be on his um, papers. Not on mine. Yeah, hopefully it won't be. Hopefully it won't be. You know, right, but, thanks you know, for letting me chime in. I'm going to let y'all get back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all good, man. Just for checking in, Jeff. Um, uh, no, no doubt. But, yeah, so, so that's, but that's the whole, that's the whole thing. So, like, I guess I'm wondering um, when we could do this, like, like I said, it's religion, it's politics, but can you, can you deal? And why can't you deal? Especially if it's temporary. Like, why can't you date someone that's a Trump supporter if you know there's only four years left? And you're talking about your forever person. Like, they they could, you know. They yeah, you're forever work. stuck with an idiot. Yeah, and, and, and the, the problem with Trump really is that he represents the underbelly of uh, the United States, the gross underbelly of the United States. And that's, like, the part that, I don't agree with Trump on. I mean, there's some, obviously there's some politics that, and things that he's done that, okay, great. But those aren't the things I'm looking at. As like 609 said, like those, those, like those are great, but like there's a million other things that he's done to basically set us back decades. And um, that's a part of the, the gross underbelly part that I don't agree with. And I don't think that any leader, I'm using quotation marks with my hands, leader should, um, to represent for this country. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know. Again, when I look at this stuff, I I really think that um, most much of what people complain about in regards to to the president is in regards to the the rhetoric, and and then they make it. And then they make it a, a Republican thing, whereas though this man was barely even a Republican before running, like he would play both sides of the aisle. You know what I mean? Like yep. he wasn't—he wasn't this one thing. And then, to, in order to win the presidency, which I think he only ran as like an ego thing, and he actually lucked up and won. And what doing that is kind of like he has to use that rhetoric to keep himself in power. You know what I mean? Like it's just. He's just doing it to get a notch on his belt that no one else can get. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's, that part I can't agree with. I think that this is all stuff he actually believes. So what, what, I mean, what's, what do you think the result of it is? Like, he, he's president and then what? What was the goal? Like, you think he cared about politics to that degree? No, he just wanted to win. Right, that's what I'm saying. Ego. But that doesn't – yeah, he ran for ego, but it doesn't mean that what he's saying, is, 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 he doesn't believe. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I, can't, I, can't speak to, I can't speak to that. Um, 
I can, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't speak to that. So, yeah, whether he believes it or, or not. Um, and, yeah, and then Chase Move was saying something about the media. And, like, the media, uh, see, this is where I can really get in trouble. Because I don't, I really don't think that many of us understand the role that media plays. You know, we have these news channels. We have these news outlets and, and social media that only give you snippets and they like I'm a marketing I'm a marketing person and like I I I know exactly how to manipulate you into thinking what exactly what I want you to think about whatever it may be. Um and I know how to dial in and to get people to echo the same sentiment, to make it seem like it's it's the right thing and it's not always. And you know, like news husband, like he knows, he knows the 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 hidden hidden agendas. Now I I'm I'm not a poli sci person. Um, it wasn't my undergrad, but I've learned a lot in the last seven years in regards to politics. That, and um, it just it just blows my mind the stuff that we casually can speak about here. Um. But I feel like much of what we would talk about right now is, is not the real issue. It's not really how it all works. And it would really, to me, would be a superficial conversation, which is why I have a beer with News Husband, because there's a whole different level at play than people are are able to acknowledge. Um, and I don't want that to sound like it's some kind of conspiracy theory, but these things are these things that are happening in our politics and in our country, like they are really thought out. They are really being paid for. They are really being lobbied and, and, and sponsored in a in a way that that um that most of us or many of us are unaware because we're too wrapped up in our ourselves and our own survival. Um, but I, I digress. Let me back off of that. That's just my belief. Um, I don't know. I'm not expecting anyone to agree, but I also want to get into the religious aspect. I really want to get into can you be in a relationship and and have uh, different, let's say, uh, religious beliefs? Have you been to any any? Well, new. I said she said something in that regard, but uh, Q, have you ever had anything in that vein? I've only dated heathens. <laughs> 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 and um, were you okay with that? Like, if you like, because <laughs> I know your background, so you were okay with that. And obviously, not you're not with them no more. <laughs> Meaning, you know, I, and I call I, I I say hate heathens because a lot of them have the same background as me, where they grew up in a very religious um, household or with strong religious beliefs. And just kind of straight away from it, um, kind of the way that I did, except I just stopped going to church. It's literally the only thing that I've changed is I stopped going to church. Um, but I try to live my life as close to what was taught to me as possible. Um, now, clearly that hasn't always worked out. I have two kids and I'm not married. Um but that was all. That was supposed to be the end goal in the relationships I was in with their with their fathers. Um, right. So I did try to uh, 
live life as close to the way that it was taught to me as possible. But that wasn't necessarily the case for the people that I did get involved with, even though the, that conversation I did have, you know, with your religious beliefs, do you believe in, you know, when you're not following your beliefs, then you tend to not follow through with what you say you're going to do or would do. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know what? I, um, I grew up without religion. And so I, well, my primary years, I didn't I didn't really have religion so I think I was I moved to Philly when I was 12 uh, 10 years old and then we started going to church but I had never been to a church before the age of 10 and we went we started going to church when I got to Philly and it was because we had to go to church you know we you know your mom go to church and you got to go to church so I'm going to church and then I'm learning this Jesus, I'm learning about Jesus and, and God, the Holy Ghost. And um, so then I say I want to get baptized because, you know, I want to be, I want to be okay when I die, right? So I go through all of that, and somewhere upon the line, I stopped going to church as a child as well. You know, I didn't have to go, maybe because my mom stopped going to church, Um yeah, so I, I stopped participating. So I, you know, I just had a casual relationship with with church, you know, till I was eighteen. Like when I went away to school, I went to a boarding school, and we had to go to church every um, every Sunday. So I did that. I participated. I was in the choir, you know, all of that. So I, I I played the role, but I didn't know much. I only knew what I was told, and. It was only after going to community college in 2004 where I took a, a religious course, right? And so I'm taking this religion course, and you start learning about Buddhism. You start learning about all these other religions. And I also met someone that was um, a nation of Islam. And so I just I just started getting curious and started asking more questions about religion and so on and so on. And then I found, like, yo, like this is all some BS, and I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone, but I'm I'm just like, like all these people kind of for the most part believe the same thing, you know, just be nice to somebody, you know, treat everyone good, treat them with respect. Um, like I just took that part and I left everything else, so it changed my whole view. And now when somebody asks me about religion, like I'm so I'm so lost. I'm I, like I went through the whole thing of, um, and this was earlier too about like being a five percenter. There were some aspects of that that I liked um, because I felt like it made me accountable. Like it, it gave me ownership over over my actions and, and myself and my, and my history, kind of. Um, but I say all that to say that I've never had these questions in my in, in relationships because. It, it just never really mattered to me that much, and it, and it sounds bad to say that religion didn't matter to me that to that point, but it it just didn't because I, I just if you're treating me nice and you're treating me okay, cool. Um, it didn't dictate how I treated you. I I would like to think that I treated most people aside from the misogynistic stuff. I like to think that I treat you know people rather well, um, <laughs> but. There's a, a, 
maybe if I was following like a religion, maybe I wouldn't have done some women the way that I've done them. Um, but it's, it's doubtful anything would have changed. But I, I just, I know everyone's, I see comments in here talking about, you know, you got to talk about it in your first couple of your dates or whatever, but it just, I just never, done, I've never done it. Um, and maybe that's good or bad. I still, I, my wife, my wife and children go to church now and I don't go. Like I, 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 I literally have a problem. If you've got a white guy on your wall, despite everything else you told me he looked like, I, I just, it, it just doesn't sit well with me. And so I just, I just, I just bow out. I, just, I don't know. So, but yeah, I'm. I, that was my little, my little rant because it just made me think. But yeah, I'm curious to how everyone else looking at these comments. But I'm curious to how, how everyone else like how important that is that to you. Like you, like and you're. I know things didn't work out the way you wanted them to. Like you had a certain plan. But like, was was religion like a deep part of that? For me, I think it was. No, well, I mean, for both of you, I, it has to be for both of you. Well, I can't uh, right. I can't speak for the other person, the other people, because their actions weren't reflective of of their of what they said their religious beliefs were. If that means none sense. of their actions, none of their actions are like their ultimate actions. Are they all the the ones that ultimately ended up with us not being together. So uh, okay. But I mean, like, like going to church or going to service with any of these guys you were dating. Like, have you been? Yeah, have, like, have you? Yeah, have you gone to church with any of your uh, boyfriends? Well, one person I was seeing, I was in church with from high school. Okay. So it, you know, it, it and my oldest son's father, I did go. To, he was Jehovah's Witness. I did go to the hall. You did? Yeah, I did go. Whoa, that's a that's a big deal, right? Well, yeah, I was trying to get a little bit a better understanding of who he was as a person, but he wasn't even following their rules. You, you see what I'm saying? So I understood where his mother was coming from and what she believed from going to the hall because she was very into it. Um, She eventually did end up with a husband and he passed away. I just found that out recently. Um, But she had five kids with the same man and then one Mm -hmm. kid with another man and was essentially spending most of her time chasing after the father of her children and eventually gave up and then went to the hall and then tried to be in that life. Wow, yeah. I, I, how how old was the guy when we were dating him? 22? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to be devout at 22. Check, check out New at, at 19. I don't think she was devout anything. Um, uh, he says... <laughs> Please ask you if the guy was a Republican or have a different religious belief, didn't she look at them different despite all the good they may have done? Did she? 
Please ask you if if the guy was a Republican or had a different religious belief, didn't she look at them different despite all the good they ha- may have done? Does she? I right, yes. Yeah. Do you um do you look at them different if they have a different religious belief or Republican? Well, no, that's why I try not to have that conversation early on. I want to get a judge of of that person. Okay. Before. Huh? Uh, This is the first time I heard you be open. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I I try not to go into anything with with preconceived notions on people. So that's why I don't ask, what's your favorite sports team? That's why I don't ask off the bat. I want to get to know them for them, and then as time goes on, everything else gets peppered in. You find out what their political affiliation is once you once it's election time, or you two could be watching the news together, you know, stuff like that. The news together. I've never done any of these things, I don't think. Um, um, but don't yeah, you yeah. feel like that might be the detriment of your relationship? that you've had in the past because you weren't open to talking to that early on? It wasn't I wasn't open to talking talking about it. It was I'm sorry, there's yelling going on um where I am and I don't know why. <laughs> um, Hopefully it's Um, no, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, so, yeah, uh, what was I saying? No, it's not that I wouldn't talk about it. It's not like if it came up in, in conversation, I would not uh, refuse to talk about this. I, I believe uh, some things happen in, in due time. And that usually, like, uh, a lot of people who have religious beliefs, they carry themselves a certain way based on their religion. They may dress a certain way. They may believe women or men are supposed to do a certain, like that stuff kind of comes out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel about the the political affiliation as well. I don't want to assume about affiliation. Okay. All right. No, I was saying I agree about the political affiliation because, like, there's certain ways people carry themselves, and you're like, they're definitely a like, for example, where they're definitely right. against Trump, just by the way, what they say, how they carry themselves, just their, their tone of their voice. And I guess that would be the same for religion, I would assume. I, I don't really, I haven't really de- dated a lot of religious persons except that guy when I was 19. And as soon as that happened, that was a red flag for me, and I was like, I'm never going that way again. <laughs> like, the, the sexiest thing that the guy that I'm talking to now has done is wear his Black Lives Matter face mask to work. He's high up. He has a high up position in his company, and he wore that to work. That says a lot about his character. Did you just call that sexy? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, okay. Here I am thinking you have this high bar, um, but that, that, that's good. That's good. Um, you know, Instagram is about to shut off. I'll, I'll check you right back up on the next one. This is Check Yes, Check No, the podcast. Uh, you feel free to call in 515-605-9849. We want to know what role does religion and politics play in your relationship. 
I'll check y'all in one second here. Um, but I, I guess so now. So now, if some if you're in a relationship, so I'm, I'm speaking to the to both the you and new at this point. But if you're in a relationship now, and the person you're with, and their viewpoints happen to change. Are you are you open to that? I guess I'm I'm asking for myself because I can feel I can feel a change in my soul at, at, at sometimes like I feel like I'm learning more I'm learning I'm unlearning a lot and beginning to learn more so I can feel myself changing and I want to know how that would I guess it, well, I guess I can answer my own question but yeah I just want to know how that would uh, sit with with you all. I mean, it's kind of a wide question. It depends on what's changing. Like, are yeah. you going from believing a woman sh- should police her own body to going to a man has final say over what happens over a woman's body? Like, it's a, it depends on what your change is. It, that's too vast of a question. You see what I'm saying? So I, yeah, I guess yeah. my answer would be it depends on what the topic is and depends on what the change was and whether or not the foundation of your relationship could be rocked by it. Because right now, me and you got into a relationship, and I got pregnant. There would there there's a political issue right there, a religious issue right there. Whether or not keep the baby, whether or not put it up for adoption, whether or not we, you know, how we raise the child, those are all wow. rolled up into religious and political issues, and you know, I just, depends I on what changes. I never thought about that. I got two children, and I never thought about that. Um, yeah, that wasn't one of my thoughts. And I had my big kids when I were old, too. Damn, I still didn't think. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I know. I, 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 uh, I knew it was an open-ended, uh, a pretty general, vague question when I asked the Q. But, you know, I'm just thinking, like, if 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 the person you with – Starts going from, um, so we're we're getting older now. So you're with someone that was in middle management, and they thought one thing, and then they jump up to a new tax bracket, and they see things from a different perspective. And so all of a sudden, they were Democrat, Democratic, and they're like, "Man, I'm I'm a Republican now, and I'm a Republican for this reason." Um, curious to know what that does to you. It would depend on why they became a Republican. The, the tax bracket. Well, no, no, no. But ta- so, what about so? Uh, is it solely because you're saving on taxes on the higher tax bracket, or is it because you don't want to financially assist people who need help? Yeah, both of those. Those. That's, <laughs> yeah. To me, that's to me that's almost one and the same. He might have a problem. <laughs> And you don't you don't foresee you don't foresee yourself changing in that way. So if you and your you and your mate get together and you know collectively you guys are around you know making a hundred k collectively, right? And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden things happen and you jump up into the one percent and you're making two hundred and fifty k. The one percent is only two hundred fifty k. Just so we're clear here. So y'all go into making two hundred two hundred fifty k. Um, and you're running your businesses, 
you know, you start some businesses, maybe real estate or whatever, and, um, you know, uh, I guess I guess I'm saying that um, you're just you're just, how am I putting it? You're just at the level where you're going to get taxed more because of your income, because of the tax bracket, and all of that money is going to go elsewhere. But it leaves you um, in a a non-advantageous position financially as a business owner. Um, are you open? Are you open to changing? Are you open to changing or understanding that your partner wants to change and vote with you know the business in mind, or are you going to remember that person that you used to be? I'm going to remember the person that I used to be mainly because there were people out there helping me when they were in the one percent. Uh, no, there weren't. <laughs> They didn't have a choice. Uh, okay. Not saying it, they did it voluntarily. I'm saying well, that there, there's, there's got to be someone who's taxed higher. There's got to be. They're, they're not just they're based not, on the way not, the system it's, is. It's not. It's not. That's not in place yet. Just so you know, they're not. It's not currently helping helping you. Mm-mm. Just, just. I mean, if we're just speaking about the reality now, like you're not, you're not being helped. It, it, it's something that's being proposed or has always been proposed, but yeah, it's not really in play right now. Um, from what I know of, I, I mean, might know something else. You can let me know, but yeah, they're not. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet. Um, but okay, okay, you're gonna. I mean, I guess I got your answer. You, you got anything on that, new? Um, so what's interesting? So um, I, I, I hadn't seen my husband in four months, and last four months have been a, a very, like, interesting four months, I think, like, just globally. Um, so I saw him for a week, um, which is also why I didn't die last week. So I saw him for a week, and something interesting happened where he he is, I, I guess it's like a, a lot of this comes from being in the military, I'm assuming. He would use terms that I wouldn't agree with. Um, such as calling women the C word when he got mad at them and then um, calling gays the F word when he got like, when he was talking about them or, or saying like D eaters or, and stuff like that. And those, those are things that really like, got under my skin. I'm like, in, in the past, before these like four months, I would say, Hey, you need to stop saying that stuff. It's actually very offensive. I don't know what clicked in him in the past four months, but something clicked in him when we were, um, when we were driving he basically said, he's like, yeah, I got to stop using it. I got to find other words to express my feelings versus using these words because I realized these words are um, offensive. And I was, I was, I had a proud moment at that time because I was like, wow, he actually gets it now. I don't know exactly what happened with this in the past four months, but he's decided. And for positive change, totally supportive of us. However, if it was the opposite, I would probably, I, I, I don't know if I would be able to be with him anymore if it was like the opposite of that. Because I was like sitting here while you guys were talking, thinking about that situation, about how he was like bringing it up and saying, I need to find a different word or a different phrase or something to call Trump supporters and stuff like that that's not like, you know, offensive to other people and uh, right. or other, you know. And so I, and, and thinking about, and thinking about it, it was the opposite. And he had changed from what I believe is morally right to something that's even that's morally wrong. 
I don't think I could like I could stay with him. I would I it would it's that probably a deal breaker for my relationship, um, because I, it's just not how it just doesn't align with my beliefs. And I would I would I would expect the same from him. If like suppose my beliefs changed drastically, I would expect the same from him that he would he would be like, okay, this isn't the person I married. Um, I don't know if I can grow with it, especially since we've been apart for those four months. Like we weren't able to grow with each other for those four months. So right, right, right. for us, for us to change it in a negative way within these past four months, I don't think our relationship would have survived. Um, but fortunately, okay. we're, we're apparently going in the right direction together, which is makes me happy. But at the same time, if if we didn't go in that same direction, he just became like, I don't know, like a Trump supporter or something like that in these past four months. And I'd be like, I don't know if I can be with you anymore. Like this isn't what I signed up for. Um, well. Yeah. Yeah. And and that goes hand in hand with just being able to grow with each other. And even though we were apart, we were still able to grow, but it was in the same direction as each other. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it just it just worked out. It worked out for you. Um, right. Yeah, I could see it might not work out for other people because it might be different for other people. Um, and I could see that happening, especially with quarantining with someone and just realizing someone is like has a completely opposite point of view as you, and you're like, what, what the hell am I in? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can. Um, I don't know. Selfishly, I'm just thinking about myself and how I've changed. And um, yeah, I, I, I've definitely, I. I definitely changed in, in, in ways that um, some are positive and some maybe not as positive. Just I just I feel like I've like I was saying a little earlier. I've just unlearned so many things, and and now I spent my whole life not really having an, an opinion. Like I just listened to all these sides, and I never really had an opinion. I never really I just I told the line. I told the line everywhere. I didn't, I didn't really, you know, I didn't care that much. And now I'm learning so much and I'm starting to develop this like care. Um, I mean, I've even changed over the course of this podcast, you know, the whole thing of calling women females, you know, I, I would say females and I justified it, you know, like there's a, a male is just, you know, someone that has the anatomy and then a man is someone that, you know, that takes on these roles and responsibilities and is accountable for his actions. And I thought that was cool. I thought my definition was cool. And I did the same for females. Um, here I, I said females. But I did the same for females versus women. And I come to find out that, you know, it was truly offensive. And so it's like, all right, I changed that. I know that um, throughout the course of my relationship, uh, I used to use the word gay a lot. I used to be like, um, that's gay or that's gay. Like, but I didn't, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it in like the, the, whatever. The way. Way yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. Like, but, but technically that it is that way. So like I had to delete that from my jargon because I had children and I was saying it like casually, like, you know, um, of like I've, I've changed in those ways as as well um but i just feel like i'm on a precipice of, of so much other change that is like scaring me and i don't even know what it is i know it's coming in the next couple of months 
because I had some like uh, uh, things going on in my life where, that are changing, and um, I know it's coming in the next couple of months that I'm I'm just so afraid of you know losing like my friends, my family, all because I don't. Well, I'll, I'll say here, I don't think I'm putting up with. I don't think I want to put up with the BS of the world anymore. Like I don't think I want to. I don't think I'm comfortable just going along for the sake of getting along. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm thinking of like I can really feel myself putting up some resistance to a lot of the traditions that we um, that we may celebrate. A lot of the uh, perpetuating some of the lies that we've been told. Like I cannot. I think I may have mentioned this last last week, but like. I don't feel like lying to my son about the tooth fairy. And as, as as innocent as it may be, like, I just don't feel like lying about it. Like, your tooth comes out, I'm going to give you money for under your pillow. The whole tooth fairy thing and thinking this person flies in, like, I just, I'm just, I'm over so much of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's me. That's the changes that I'm talking about. And, that's why I'm discussing the like what role it play in your relationship. So I said it selfishly because I'm seeing these things developing myself. Um, I just had an aunt that passed. She was 90 years old, but she would tell you she would tell you exactly like it is. Like she wouldn't lie to you, and she wouldn't um, she wouldn't like judge you in any way. She would just tell you straight up, yeah, like you're you're you know this is a dumb decision you're making. She wouldn't tell anyone else that. It should be like, this is a dumb decision you're making. You, you know, maybe you should think about it. Like, I want to be 90 right now, right? Like, I'd rather take that attitude on right now at this age than to have to wait until I'm retired to do it. But in a world of where you're canceling Nick Cannon, it's kind of hard to do that. It's kind of hard to tell the truth. Like, you kind of have to play the role. And um, it's frustrating. So, but that's that's my that's another one of my rants for the evening. Um, shout out K Smooth, yeah, you 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 get what I'm saying. You see it, you see what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I just want to know how how you um you ladies interpret what I'm saying there. Um, so or how do you think when you interpret I, that in a relationship? So when um when my husband and I were driving, we were listening to, and I I posted this on my Facebook as status. I don't know if you saw it, but I uh, we were listening to um. Trevor Noah's Born a Crime, his book, um, his autobiography, and he brought up the tooth fairy in, in it, and he was like, it, it, the tooth fairy is a whole concept that's like culturally American um, or a Western concept, and he was like, in South Africa, they 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 believed, like, they wouldn't bring up the tooth fairy or Santa Claus, like, they wanted everyone to know, like, this is what I gave my child, I want my child to know, this is what I provided, and it made so much sense. If you haven't, like, read the book or at all, like, I would suggest really getting the audio book because it's really good. I think you would really like it, but he brings up those points, and he also had, like, a very religious mother um, who everything, and he questioned religion in that book, too, and um, it was just, it was the perspective from his eyes was just very enlightening, and um, that was one of the things, like, for, like, the tooth fairy. I, I, I kind of agree with him. Like, why are we acting like there's a fake person that's giving your kid money? You sh- the kid should know that that's coming from you. And, like, you're the one who's providing this for them. Same thing with Santa Claus. Like, I don't really think kids should believe in Santa Claus. They should know that these presents are coming from you, not from a fictional character. Uh, yeah. So I believe in that. 
Um, but yeah, I think these changes you should embrace. I don't know what um, what's coming for you in the future, but you you should really embrace it and just learn and fund them uh, from whatever these changes are, because I think it'll help you grow as a person and probably make you a better person. Um, right. As far, yeah, as, far as politics, yeah, and and then as far as politics, my husband and I we were talking on our way um, back, and we were just saying like. If Trump gets reelected and he's 18 months out of being out of the military, he's like, I'm going to send you to another country. He was like, because I don't think you should live in this country where it's culturally not a good fit for you anymore. And I, I 100% agree with that. I was like, yeah. I was like, if Trump does get reelected, I was like, we should start looking into moving somewhere else. I was like, because that that's just a representation of what this country believes in now. The the I'm using air quotes because I don't believe in electoral college either. But like that's what the majority believes in and I don't believe in it. I can't I, I it's not that I don't want to fight anymore. It's just like I can't fight from here because I'm scared for my life also at the same time. Just being a woman, a woman of color, um, it's just not the right place for me anymore, especially if it gets reelected. Right, right, right. Yeah, it makes sense. I just you know what it it, it makes me wonder also is um how much of this how much of this can we attribute to like our, our age and our our maturity at this point versus when the Bushes were in office. Because I don't think I cared that much when the Bushes were in office. Even though even though there were some things that I knew about, I really, all my information came from the news, and so I knew that I was supposed to hate the Bushes. So, but I didn't really participate to the level that I am now. You know, like, I'm not really involved in this um I wasn't involved as involved in the country uh, as I am now, um, and I just wonder if, like, is that because of you know how old I am, or is it really because he's that divisive? Because uh, from what I remember, you know, when the Bushes were in office, it wasn't pretty. The people weren't happy, and we were going to war and all of this. Like, it was it was not a it was not a good time. The big difference between the, when Bush, the Bushes were in office and now is that there's social media, and that's where media comes into play. Um, yeah, so many yeah, people's opinions media. are becoming heightened because yeah. of um, just having access to social media and just feeling the freedom of like just saying whatever they want to say, regardless if it's offensive or not, and everyone sees right. it. And that's yeah. the huge difference between the what's going on then and now, we know what everyone's thinking, like, because they're posting it freely and they don't see a problem with that. Um, so that's a huge difference um, between, and I think that's why we feel like a little bit more politically aware now versus in the past, because there are all these opinions and then news outlets that are constantly being fed to us because we are on social media. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, as far as as far as Santa and the Tooth Fairy is concerned, I tried to raise my boys to not believe in them. But the issue is, there's the outside world mm-hmm. that believes yep. in it. So there's kids saying, "Oh, Santa's gonna bring me this," and so he comes home, "Oh, Santa's gonna bring me X, Y, and Z." What am I supposed to say now? There's no Santa. Then he's gonna go back and tell those kids, "There's no Santa," and then all of a sudden, there's a problem. Yeah. When I was well, who, when I was well, a kid, when I, well, whose problem is it? When Everyone. I was a kid, when I was a kid, my mom raised us the same way because we're not of the Christian faith either. We're Hindus, so my mom right. raised us the same way. But uh, when we went to school, we went to public school in Philly, 
that's what we learned. And, like, we're making, like, freaking, like, little creative things of Santa Claus. And we're like, who is this guy with a beard that we're putting cotton balls for his beard? So we're, we also had that question. And my mom, at that point when we were in her school, she started being Santa. And she was like, these are from Santa. And stuff like my sisters, who are a little older than me, they, they caught on quickly. But I didn't believe in Santa. I believed in Rudolph, which is really funny. I just thought there was a flying deer out there that was bringing me gifts. <laughs> <laughs> and I would look at the sky at night and see the airplanes and the flashing lights of the airplane. But I was like, Rudolph, like every single night. Like I would be like, there's Rudolph, even though it wasn't Christmas. But that's kind of how a child's mind functions because they just believe that like there's a certain thing. But yeah, that's, that totally is true. When you do enter that school age, obviously me not being a parent, I wouldn't know how I would approach that part. Um, because it's really hard to say, hey, don't say that to your friends, but he doesn't exist. Because eventually it's going to come up in some sort of conversation among the little kids. Um, so that's a yeah, tough, like, that, that is a tough position. The, the, you know how I resolved it? I um, Every Christmas I would get um, um, candy, and I would say Santa gave you the candy, but Mommy gave you the gifts. That's interesting. I'm, I'm um, well, I, I mean, I'll be honest. My my wife, uh, Christmas is her thing. Like that's her, that's her biggest holiday. We have a damn 15 foot tree in the house. Um, that's 10 feet wide. Like it's, it's like, that's her thing. Um, so I kind of let her take charge of it. It's just that when I'm asked the questions, when I'm asked questions in regards to anything that's traditional or, um, or that I'm unlearning, I just say ask mom. I just I point it off on her. I'll be honest with you. I just like ask her whatever she says is the answer for right now. Um, <clears throat> and when it comes time for the truth, I like I'll be there to tell them the truth. I know we I know we all learn at, in our own time that sand is not real and all this is not real. But uh, yeah, I'm I just don't I just don't want to participate. I guess I guess what I, age I, do you tell your kids? I participate passively. I participate passively is what I'm saying for right now. But if if prompted, I'm I'm going off. I'm like, hell no, your mom bought you those gifts. Well, um, but that's where I'm at. What do you what did you say, No? I was asking what age do you tell your kids? I, I obviously like I said, I don't have kids. I don't know yeah. anything about parenting. But like I'm, one of the things I've always wondered is like what age do you actually present to your kid? Like, hey, Easter Bunny's not real. Santa Claus isn't real. Tooth Fairy isn't real. Like, what age does that come up? And Q, you might know the answer better than um, anyone else at this point because you have a when they ask, son now. When they ask, yeah. is Santa real? No, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> when they ask, they'll come to you and let you know when they're ready to find out. And you then you say, but you can't. But then you have to explain to them you can't tell other kids that. It's a secret. Yeah, yeah, only you know. Yeah, two one zero. Yeah. What up? How you doing? What up? What up? What up? What's going on? What's how hey. everybody doing? Hello. Good. Good. Your kids, your kids believe in Santa Claus? Yeah, no. How old are your kids? Uh, nine, six, and three. I mean, my, you know, my daughter doesn't know. She's three. She doesn't know much. But uh, nine and six. My nine-year-old found out, and I think. Like Q said, when they ask, uh, I think it's time for them to know. So 
uh, I think it helped it helped me because then he was like, oh, dad, you know, you and mom, you you bought that, so it gave us props, you know, like oh, you you really did that, dad, and uh, so of course my nine year old told a six year old he was bummed out for a little bit, but he was cool. <laughs> yeah, he was like for real, because I mean when he thought when 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 he said Santa's not real. So it's like, well, it was kind of confused about the, the gifts, and then when they explained it, we, then we had to sit down and explain it. So they're good, but like you said, uh, it was time. He he heard it on the bus or at school, and uh, yeah, man, I, I I bought you that bike and this and that, and you know, <laughs> yeah. So. I I think my I think my I think my children know now, um, in a way because. Like even though Christmas is the biggest holiday in our in our household, she does like buy gifts for other people, and she explains to the kids that you know, Christmas is about giving to other people. So she has done like she's not completely like pulling the wool over their eyes. So she has you know tried to incorporate the sense of giving to others and before you receive and all of that. So I'm not really sure yeah. like how it all plays out. But now it makes me think, and I know we talked about this last week, but maybe I forgot, like, when do you tell your kids what 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 uh, race they are? Because my, my kids are starting to ask, and I'm curious. Like, when do you, when do you tell your kid, when do you tell your, when do I tell my black son that he's black? Because he don't know right now. <laughs> he's, he's I have a very funny story about this. So um, when um, we first moved out to uh, the Burbs, Razis was one of the few black kids in the school. That's not the case in the area anymore. But um, the kids were all talking, and Razis said, well, I'm one of the – I'm black. I'm one of the only black kids here. And so um, he also has a, a learning disability. So for him to be cognizant enough to realize that he was different in that manner made them feel like they were doing something wrong. So they called me, and they were like, you know, Razi said in school today that he was the only black kid in, in, in the classroom or one of the few. And I said, okay. And? Yeah. I, yeah. Like I, I don't know what they what else they wanted me to say. He stated a fact, and it's not like it's something I put in him. It's not like I told him, "Well, you're one of the." I didn't tell him that. He, he, kids can see. Yeah. <laughs> see, so this is this is my issue, right? and and I know this shouldn't be specific to my son, but my son runs his mouth at the playground, right? So all I can do, all I can envision at this point is if I tell my son that he's black, he's gonna everyone that he's black and sometimes it may not matter um but like if he goes to the playground right now like he will tell you like he will tell you his name how he spells it how old he is his birth date he'll give you he'll give you the name of the street that he lives on i can just imagine oh he needs to learn stranger danger yeah yeah he, he yeah he does need to learn stranger danger but we we're not around a lot of stranger danger but but yeah i I can just imagine him telling like a little a little kid just like, "Hey, I, you know, I'm Gregory, I'm black," and like <laughs> it would be awkward. But that is exactly what he does to people. He'd be like, "I'm Gregory, I'm black." I'm like, "Yo, like you don't have to do that." So that's the only reason I haven't done it yet. 
but <laughs> I just want to know, like, you know, I have some, you know, I have you parents on here, but like, yeah, like, what age is that? Should I just let them figure out on his own, or, or, or like, or do we get in a situation where a child doesn't want to play with them because of because of it, and then I mention it? Like, how does that go? Well, you don't want this conversation to be negative, so you don't wait till that. Things come at any moment. Yeah, I know. You you so want you just don't want to associate the race that he is with something negative. Like, oh, now most people because automatically as a child you're going to think, okay, I'm going to lose friends because I'm black. Yeah, and it's going to look I, like a negative. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he already asked what color he is. Like, he's very light. He's, you know, he's 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 light complexion. He asked, so we have made sure that he knows that his skin is brown. That's that's we're there already. But that's as far as we went. But he like he's he's asking, and he has funny hair, so you know he knows his red. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was just curious, but I I, I think I, I understand what you're saying there, Q. Yeah. I was I, 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 I since my parents were um I'm first generation here. I was the first one in my entire family to be born in the United States. Um, so I was always raised as an Indian. Um, and and so it was it was never a question to me. I always knew I was a little different when I I went to school. I grew up in Albany, and so when I was there, it was a majority white. There were a few blacks, and then there were Koreans and um a couple of Chinese and then two Indians in our school. Like that was it. So I knew that I didn't really get along with the white people. I didn't really get like fit in with like the black people. So I hung out with the Koreans and that was basically how I grew up. Um, but I always knew, and I think it's because of my family always kind of raised us as Indians almost. And it was like more almost like for them, to, they taught us our culture. And I, that's what I would, I, I that's what I would think would happen in like black families is like you you're raised with a certain culture um, that is pertaining to like the black community um, and that's how you would learn who you are and like where your race stands. See, just from right. that. So, so so yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, and then I had nosy girl. What up, nosy girl? Um, she's her question is why do you need to tell him? Um, but it's kind of I, I, it kind of makes me think that like uh, what you're saying, new. I don't. I guess because I'm blackish now, it it doesn't. I don't even know what it means to like raise them in the black culture. Because that's like, the hardest part. Sorry. I don't know what that, that. I don't know what that is for me anymore. I think that's the hardest part about African Americans, people who are African descent. It's the hardest part of being in America with that culture because your culture was literally stripped away from you um, when you were. And, that, and that's the, diff, the most difficult part. So for me, just knowing where my background is and where everyone came from, it's a totally different conversation versus right. African Americans whose culture was literally stripped away from them. So. It, it all depends on how you end up defining what your culture is, and that culture will happen to go in the direction of race. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Right now, it's just, like, American culture. Like, I don't – like, 
just to be honest, like it, it's it's straight up like, yeah, like American. Like so, um, what up, right? Um, yeah. So I, yeah, all I can think about is like, because to be honest, like, um, I there's I don't. Like, my, my child plays with kids, so they're just kids being kids. Race is not really a factor yet. I, I, my oldest is four. Um, but, so, and we're a military family, so to, up to, for most of his life, he's been around other military children, which are, you know, is very diversified. So, he only went to a school that was predominantly black for one week. He was only in there for one week. But the whole point was to put him in there and have him with other African Americans so that he could see people that look like him, and he's not the, and be in situations where he's not the minority in a room. Because although the military is diverse, it's still predominantly white. So when you go in there, you know, a lot of times he has, you know, he just in the in the books that they had, not not everyone looked like him, and so you know we wanted more of that, and we didn't get it. But now we're about to send them off to Kent. Well, it's probably going to be virtually, so we probably don't have to worry about this for at least another year or so. But, um, but just for him to be in a classroom again with and be one of only a few, you know, uh, African-American kids is going to be weird. If it happens. I'm not sure where school stands now. But, um, but I feel like I should start teaching them to have some kind of sense of pride I'm doing that just in him as a as a as a as a boy now, but I'm I just trying to figure out when to insert the race card for my own child, and it's it's just challenging. So two one zero, if you're there, I'm curious if you have like, you know, you're I know you're in a very similar situation that I am, so I'm just curious how you go about it. Well, you know. Um, as you progress through life and, you know, you get your family in a certain place, certain neighborhood, you know, sometimes the schools change and you start seeing less and less people that look like you in the neighborhood and less and less kids at school that look like your children, you know. And so we haven't had any problems yet where, where we moved to. Um, I may have counted – 10 black kids in the school so far. Uh, For real? And and you it, probably it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is elementary school already. And, um, yeah. and I'm sure it's more, but usually when I'm there, I'm dropping my kids off. And so that may be 10 on one wing of kindergarten through second grade, you know. Uh, and when I go to these ceremonies, award ceremonies, it's usually you know, focus on my kids. So it's probably more. But I early I'm identifying with him and with their identity, you know. Um, I want them to hear from me. They're like, I think, you know, you were saying, I don't want it to be a negative experience for me to tell you, hey, you're black, (laughs) you know. Or what you know, this is, this is what he said, or whatever. But you know, going into it, uh, I'm already preparing my kids not not to uh, incite violence or anything like that. But you know, they're they're they're, they're trained in martial arts already to protect themselves and 
but also protect themselves mentally before it even gets to that, you know, knowing how to diffuse situations, but, you know, just, just, just identify who they are. So I've already told them because like I said, I, I, I have a multiracial family. Uh, I can't even say biracial because my wife is half yeah. Korean, half Italian. I'm black. So it's, it's more than bi. That's like try, I guess. I don't know. Tri- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, we, we're blended. We're blended up. So uh, my my sons have already said, "Dad, you know your skin is darker than mine." And well, my son may say, "Hey, mom is lighter than me. You're darker than me. I'm right in the middle." So they're they're already know what's going on, you know. But it, right, right. it really doesn't weigh on them, and you know, I just explain to them. And, and though I know this, and they don't know this yet. I believe that you're the color that society society will society will show you what color you are real quick. You know? It has its yep. way of yeah, it, it has its way of identifying you whether you like it or not. Uh I mean I've I've had friends excuse me one second. Shut up um yeah no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm saying I've had friends that are from Indian and Filipino, dark, dark skin, right? And uh, they've been called the N-word, too, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, right. uh, it's just, like I said, society will find its way to identify you. And uh, I don't really think race and culture are the same thing because... You know, I just think it's livelihood when, when you start talking culture, livelihood, who you associate with, what, how you carry yourself. So the good thing about my family is my kids are introduced to African culture, Korean culture, all culture. I, I try to, I try to, I try to do that because we live in a a very diverse city in, in here in uh in San Antonio. So my my kids are speaking Spanish already. Uh, I'm teaching mm-hmm. them that, making sure that they're bilingual uh, and anything else. So, so actually, Spanish and Korean and English, uh, they're 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 doing all of that. You know. So. Yeah, it'll, it'll work. It'll work. Well, hold on. Let me um, yeah. let me kick off here. I got a I got a two callers on the line. I think uh, eight five six uh, four one nine is the first 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 three numbers. What up? What do you have to say? See you. I see you. I see you ready to chime in on me. Go ahead and yell at me. Go ahead. I have to say that when first of all, I'm from Philly, but I live in New Jersey. Um, and growing up, I went to an all-white school um, at a very young. And all kids want to do is be friends with you. They that's that's what kids want to do. But you know as a kid when you're different than everybody else, when you don't have anybody in your school, in your class that looks like you. And I think it it can create a negative experience, but also create such a positive one where you are now exposed to all these different cultures, all these different traditions that different people have. But if you don't have a strong family home, you know, mom and dad aren't instilling in you the importance and and, um, fucking your time. That can be experience if 
you're in a class or a school with no one that looks like you. Um, and that's just that's just my opinion from living that experience. Um, so I, I would definitely put a lot more effort into your children when they're home and, and boosting their confidence and letting them know that, you know, they are queens and they're beautiful and just because they're different than everybody that they see doesn't make that, doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. Right, right. Yeah, I think I think we, I think um, I think to this point we do a, a pretty good job at, at that part. I know my four-year-old is, is his confidence is he has a lot of confidence so I'm not really, wor- I'm not concerned yet but I do know that, you know, heading into the world of kindergarten, um, like a 210, 210 was saying, like, you will be put in a box some way. So it's about to happen that he's put in a box. And and so I just want to be prepared for how to handle it. Let me uh, take this comment from 709 is your first three numbers. 709. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, what's going on, bro? What's up, man? Uh, uh, um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so, on the same uh, subject. Yeah, I just want to just want to jump in on the on the color aspect, right? So, as far as mine, my kids, and you know, lips. You know, my my daughter just turned fifteen not that long ago, and I have a two year old. So, um, I'm kind of opposite ends of the, the spectrum as far as kids go. But you know, when it comes to the color, as far as what they are. We've always done it in my family. I do it with my kids. When you're taught colors, that's when you're taught what color you are. So when you're learning at, you know, two and three years old, this is orange, this is brown, this is black, like, and this is what you are. And, of course, at that age, you're like, you know, kids are like, well, wait a minute. You said I'm black, but I match more of this shade of brown in the crayon box than anything. So... Right. Then it comes, it turns into a deeper conversation of, well, this is what being black means as far as race. And so you have to, like, put it in the most simplistic terms that they can understand just at their level. You know, like, you know, you compare it to other kids in their class. Like, oh, you know your friend Jimmy that, you know, you play soccer with at school? Like, well, he's considered white. But he's not this shade of white. He's more like a little eggshell. Like you know, what I mean, kids are like you know they give answers like that. And again, you have to explain them like yes. But as far as in the world, they look at him as being white and you being black. Now there are many different kinds of black people, and then you have to explain. So you know, it's the the classic you know start small and grow large. So you have to kind of that's the way we've always done it, and then over time you know, they start to see and learn things on their own and kind of understand. And then they'll come back with obviously more questions, but at the baseline, that's where it always starts at. You know, just yeah, even yeah. simply just breaking it down from a crayon box and just because, you know, at that age, you know, it's hard to explain the nuances and the differentiate between culture, color, et cetera. So, you know, you have to kind of start there and then build off of that. 
Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That's a, that's a good technique to maybe try to employ. Uh, let me see if I take this next comment here. 402 is your first three numbers. 402. You're live with us. Check yes, check no to podcast. Hold on, let me see if I get some there. 402, you there? What's up, bro? Oh, no. What's going on, man? Good. Hey man, what's up, New and uh, Q? How y'all doing tonight, ladies? Hey, good. I just uh, two one rap back. So um, <laughs> what up? What up? What up? Two one zero. What's up, brother? What's up? Um, man? I just wanna, I just wanna give y'all uh, a pat on the back for the conversation tonight. I, I think it's very important to keep for us to understand that yes, we all are are different, and it's okay. I think that with the whole cancer culture thing and group think and everybody wants to support we think a certain way, and if you don't think this way, you're out. I think that that's, that's a real negative on our society in general. Like, everyone's different, and it's okay. Like, <laughs> it starts there. As far as the whole, uh, the whole children thing, I think it's important for the parents to put, to tell the kids, you know, to prepare them for the teasing and all that and understanding that that's just a part of being a kid and explain to them that we were teased when we were kids and that sort of thing too as well. Yeah. Do you think, right. Like, I think one thing I'm scared of is if somebody teases my son for being black. (laughs) Yeah. That's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like, I I don't know how you're going to react. Yeah. Like how do I react? And then like, you know, I don't like that's going to be something. If somebody calls you black, like I remember because I grew up um, white until I was 10 years old. I grew up like mainly around whites because I was a military brat. But the first time somebody called me black, like it hurt because I'm like, yo, there's nothing you could do about that. Like, I can't, what, how do I come back? You know, but they would use that as an insult, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah it just sounds like it was bad. But, right. you know, and so that's that's one of the reasons I'm thinking the way I'm thinking is because, like, I need you to know that that's not a bad thing. Like, so I need I need my son to say, if somebody's like, well, that's why you're black. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm cool. You know what I mean? Like, I want, I want that to be the response. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Don't you wish you were? Like, I, that's kind of where I want to teach him. But I'm just afraid to... I'm just afraid that if I teach him too early, like I said, he will go to the playground and he'll be like, well, that's why I'm black and you're not, so you're not cool. Like, that's exactly right, what he's right. He got he to gotta, he gotta have a good comeback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, but, I, but like I said, if I teach him too early, then he's going to go and it's going to seem like it's offensive to whom, whomever else he's speaking to. You know what I mean? So, so that's why I was kind of like trying to put it out there, trying to figure out like what age to really do it. But to to it date, is, what I'm doing, what's that? In a way, it feels like because of your experiences, you, you still have a deep down seated feeling that being black is not good. And right, and right, and I, it, it, that's where you know you change the conversation of like it being a, being a positive. Like you are black, but like this is all that we have as a black community. Like this is what you have, and um, I'm not sure. Obviously, I'm not sure how you go about approaching that conversation. But like, I feel like the way you're perceiving it right now is like it is negative for him to know that he's black. 
And you need to change that thought process in your head a little bit too. Well, well, it's not that I don't, I don't, I don't have it. I think it's negative. I don't, I know, I don't. Well, I disagree in in that. I think that telling him he's black now would be negative. I I I think that if I tell him that he's black and good, I'm afraid that he will use it in a negative way in public. And they will view it negative, like, like no, bumping themselves up, bumping themselves up. No, I think what New is saying that you view it as a negative. Right. That's why you're so worried as to what a child so, would say. Like when I was younger, I was teased for being black, and I said, "So what? I'm black. I have a month after me. I have a whole bunch of uh, uh, inventors that were black. What do you have?" Yeah, and y'all food yeah. is good. I'm just saying that right now. Like, like the all the like, the, like the soul food that I've had is fucking good. <laughs> he was talking about, you know, back in the day we had busting contests and somebody busts some white dude to bust out and be like, oh, that's why you're black. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much yeah. what you were coming from, right, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's only that. But, all right, so, so let me give you a real-life scenario. So a real-life scenario is I am not ready for my – my son to wear a Black Lives Matter T-shirt. Like I'm not ready mm. to to to, right. to put that on him because to me it's kind of like I have to explain why Black Lives Matter or or like I got to put you in the middle of this this controversy and I don't feel and I've seen other people do it um, and I'm not technically against it but for my children I don't think I want that yet I want to do it in a different way like I don't want I don't want Black Lives Matter to be how you come into it I would rather you be confident in being black and knowing that it's cool all of that um that's a good combo good combo y'all yeah I can say this like and not because you all eat but you know, you know, I was in a in, in raising a military household. Luckily, you know, by the time I came around, I didn't have to deal with the bouncing around like my brothers and, and my brother and sister did. But you know, we were raised in an environment where, you know, the traditionally what we view as far as in today, twenty twenty, the almost the white mindset of you respect the police. You stay out of trouble. You, you you do whatever they tell you to do. They ask you questions, you answer. It's, you know, we always were in there when you're talking to anybody with any kind of authority. It's yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. So I was from the beginning raised in that kind of environment, right? But I also mm-hmm. was raised in West Philly, so I saw firsthand myself growing up, like how the police treated black people. I mm-hmm. experienced it numerous times myself. So despite everything that my parents were saying, and and also for full disclosure, I went to primarily like after maybe after fourth grade, I went to primarily white schools, right? So again, that that same mindset was preached in school. And at home, but I saw in my own eyes what was going on. So over time, I didn't have to be taught 
what we call now called you know Black Lives Matter and that you know we're not getting systematically treated the same. I saw it and experienced it for myself. Now, if the situation was reversed and my parents were like from the get go, were like, "Look, don't trust them. This is what's going to happen to you." Now they could have given me that reality check in the beginning. I probably wouldn't have understood it. We understood it at a young age, but at the same time, I don't think until you see it or experience it for yourself, it's it's not. I don't think it's going to register with the child to the level where your fear is kicking in. If that makes any sense, right? Right, right. right. Like if you explain to your son, this is Black Lives Matter, and when you see it on TV, this is what it means, and this is what they're talking about. He's going to have a thousand questions afterwards that you need to be prepared for, but I don't see any harm in explaining to him because it's it's all around right now, right? Which is a good thing in my opinion, right. but it's all around. So you explaining to him, listen, when you see this on TV or if your friends are talking about it or if you're at the family cookout, and Uncle John is sitting there on a rant about Black Lives Matter. This is what it means, son. This is what it, this is what happened to me, or this is what I experienced. And so I'm just telling you where this comes from. And then he, after all the questions over time, he's going to have that in his mind, which you taught him. And then he's going to start understanding and figuring things out on his own. You know, I think a lot of times we don't give kids much credit for them learning stuff on their own outside of us. Like, kids learn right, a lot right. of stuff in the home, but they learn a lot on their own as well, just from just growing up in the world. So, I, you know, I hear you, but at the same time, you know, you have to you have to educate your kids as far as what's going on because as, you know, as much as you try to hide them from certain things or try to protect them from certain things, they're bound to see it, man. I mean, kids got cell phones. They got all kinds. Of, it's, it's on freaking Disney Channel. Like, yeah, really, they, I just they, saw they, a Black Lives Matter thing on Disney Channel, man. So, I mean, it's it's, it's so, everywhere. So, it's better to so explain it than him trying to figure it out from, from somewhere else. Let me, um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to cut you off there. Um, so, I, I get what you're saying, and um, just in full disclosure, because I've seen a comment um, from Lucky Streak on uh, on Instagram as well. So my kids are aware they're black. Um, like we went to a uh, we went to a black Jeep rally, and the whole time there, I was teaching them um, the song "I'm Black and I'm Proud." So we we did that. Um, so they they have a concept of it. Uh, but I do want to say that the show is ending in about thirty seconds. I think that this was a very good topic, a very good conversation. I'd like to thank everyone for their participation. Shout out to my co-host Q. This is your MC Elixir. But we do this each and every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Check Yes, Check No. We are just a bunch of real people discussing real relationship scenarios. Um, I thank you all once again for your participation and look forward to catching y'all next week. Alright? Peace, peace, peace. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. If you're on Instagram or Facebook, hold on for me real quick.
um the conversation the conversation uh 